0: Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex and We're back for another week. Alex Miller, the top eight's
1: getting a little bit of a shake up here. Teams moving up and down. Big week back in round seventeen. I tell you what, Cat, your your mom got a very good win to stay in the eight, stay in touch, and, and chugging along nicely. So it was a, it was a great round of football, actually. Some some good games, some snooze fest as always. But keen to get to talking about two really good teams that are actually hitting a bit of form.
0: Yes, they are hitting a bit of form. Alex Doherty, we are going to be talking about your Bulldogs. They didn't get the win on the weekend, but staying in touch with the eight, like we said, a couple of big games coming up. Going to be interesting to see how the next few weeks pan out for your mob.
2: Yeah, well, it will be. Um, I was actually there on on Friday night to watch the uh, the boys uh, shit the bed in the third quarter like they (laughs) always do against the Pies. now, look, there were some good and bad moments of, of that game, but I'm very excited about the, the run home as well. But I suppose we should start on what we all saw on Friday night, boys. And I suppose I'll kick us off because, you know, I'm the dog supporter here. And look, I, I thought for three of the four quarters, we were actually quite good in terms of pressuring, in terms of winning contested ball, in terms of being able to sort of catch Collingwood off the off the turnover. And you were saying off oh, air as well, Kat, you wanted to talk about the forwards. I think it was the. I think it was their best game of the season. Now, I think I've had a lot of criticisms about the the structure and how when the ball goes inside fifty, Norton, Jamara, Rory Lobb when he's down there, Cody Waitman, even they all converge into a pack and leaves and leaves nobody at ground level. But I think what I saw from from Friday night is that i I saw I saw guys leading out of space uh, giving jamara some opportunity to to go one on one with Darcy Moore, allowed Norton to go one on one with um with Jeremy Howe and Cody Waitman got on the end of some good ones too so mm. very very excited about where the direction of that forward line group is going. It's been a bit of a bit of a bit of an issue the last couple of years.
0: yeah, absolutely and a big thing for me at the moment I think is confidence Jamara's goal kicking still a little bit wayward two three again on the weekend, which wasn't great. Um, <laughs> someone, t-
2: someone tell Matthew Lord get back to the drawing board. That's stupid <laughs> bullshit about holding the football the wrong direction. Look, it, it, it it's a plausible theory, but it's not the absolute be-all. That <laughs> kicking. His no. kicking still sucks.
0: <laughs> yes, it does. But his aerial stuff, Doc, is really what I think has yeah. been a massive improvement in the past fortnight, the past month, even 10 marks for this game. F- fantastic effort from Jamari. Who's flying for him, even against Darcy Moore. He was winning those one-on-ones, and I could say the same for Norton. His contested mark has always been mm. fantastic, but um, he's been a little bit maybe down on that this year, Miller, as we see. He's been patchy throughout the season, but, oh, he was great too. Five marks with the four goals on the weekend. Um, it makes it hard for teams to match up on that <laughs> Dogs forward line, and it's worrying me a fair bit because we've got them in a couple of weeks' time, which I'm sure is going to be a very anticipated match here um, with the potential that Jordan Ridley might, may or may not be available for that game. but. Um, it makes it hard uh, to uh, be available. He's going to be available. We really able. hope. He'll um, be available. If it's a hard matchup for Collingwood Miller, who we know all the year have had one of the strongest back lines in the league, it's going to be a hard matchup for basically everyone.
1: Yeah, I think so for sure. And it was probably the first time since early on in the season that the Dogs 4 line's all been clicking together. I think Jamara's had his moments. Waitman's had his moments. Norton, even Lobb. God forbid, all had their moments at stake. But, the doc, um, doc's, doc's
2: wondering when the hell that happened. Um, I think that, when did that uh, happen, Miller? Well, when I say <laughs> his
1: moment, uh, kicking
2: one goal. Uh, the, only, the only moment he had was sticking it up to the Frio fans earlier oh, in the year. Was, um, I, I haven't seen him do shit since. No, I don't know how
1: he, he's still getting the game. But we can see why Jamara, boys, was taking pick one. And I, I mentioned it. I was also... Their doc on, on on Friday night in the flesh. I was apparently sitting in the
2: Bulldogs' members, surrounded by Collingwood. Uh, but I don't know how <laughs> it worked. But. Yeah, not sure how that works. I was sitting in sit, sitting in level three GA among among Collingwood supporters, and I'm fearing for my life when I'm shouting shit at Jordan <laughs> De <Dugowie. laughs> I think the biggest
1: thing as well is that the Dogs will take out of this is that. They were pretty good in the midfield against a really well-oiled machine in Collingwood Cat, which we've talked about, and rightly so. They're the sort of benchmark, you would say. But Dogs won the stoppage clearances plus four, um, the general clearances plus three, so they did pretty well, I thought. And the contested possession, as Doc mentioned, to kick it off, plus 17. So lots of ticks. Um, It was just that third quarter that let them down, and I think... A couple of names I just want to rack off: Ed Richards, boy, so good seeing him back. You could see how important he was. He was ballistic. He was like a yeah. rocket in the first quarter. He's a little, little, uh, little machine. He was fantastic. And making, also
2: making me worried, he's going to do his hamstring again, Miller. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought Jarey as well. Um, Doc did a really good job rotating through um, Bobby Hill at stages. Um, I, I thought he was really good and important damn back because, as we've said, um, he did. There's not many actual defenders down there, but I think Geraint does a really good job one-on-one. And also, Riley West, I thought, was really impressive as well. I know he made a few little mistakes here and there, but you've got to remember, he's still finding his feet. I think he's still got a lot of upside to have an impact in this team, particularly come September.
2: Yeah. Oh, look, he, he, had, he had his moments, Riley West, but I thought, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think he made as big of an impact as I think he would have liked, and I think the coaches would have liked, but... He, he, he'll build. I think his last two weeks, in particular, he came on as a sub the week before against Frio, and really just broke the game open with some of his work in inside. And I'll, I've got big hopes on him. Um, a guy that well, you, you touched on this bloke last week when we were doing the tips. Uh, Miller Bailey Smith. Now you yes. and I both got to. Got to have a look at him firsthand, and it's been interesting. Um, he's been he was playing a little bit of half forward, a little bit of uh, on on the wing, and he went to Dacos. As I
1: said actually for a bit as well. He, he started off on him and did okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, look, I, I think I think there was a, I think there was a time Libertore I think the only time Nick Dacos actually got <laughs> got quelled was in the second quarter. And I think libertore was got the had the matchup on him around the center bounce and the stoppages, but. I think as the game went on, you could just see that the guy does not enjoy his footy. Um, I think yeah. there's a uh, whether or not it's it's something that's out of the wider picture that you know we outside don't know, or whether or not it's just him low on confidence. Uh, I think he needs to at least take himself away for a week or two and 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 get his bearings together. Because look, I've been a critic of him for for the last year and a bit, maybe two years really, about his kicking and his decision making, but you know, I would I will take Bailey Smith who gets thirty disposals and kicks it at about thirty percent then Bailey Smith who only sees the the footy eleven times and I think about eight of them came in the last quarter alone. Mm. So
0: what is the solution then, Doc? I know we talked a little bit off air about the possibility of him not even playing VFL, but just having a couple of weeks to I don't know get his his head back into the game and. I think part of it, as well, is that he's not playing any roles really that are particularly conducive to him getting his hands on the footy. And like you said, when he has his hands on the footy, he doesn't really want to use it in any meaningful way, anyway. So, <laughs> what what's the solution here at the moment?
2: Oh, look, I think we saw in that last quarter, cat uh, that yeah, you know, when you when you ch- when you chuck him on the ball. He, it feels like it's natural how he gets his hands yeah, on the yeah. ball and is able to. And well, you know, he's able to use it. But I think it, just getting his hands on the footy is the first step. And I think you look at him. You know, it doesn't work as a half forward. It doesn't work on the wing. It's got to be in the middle for mine. And yeah. it's a, it's hard because you see Bonapelli getting a lot of minutes. Uh, Libertadores getting a lot of minutes. Adam trelaw has been in very, very good touch this year as well. So you, mm. I don't think you bump any of them off. Jack no. McCrae's seen uh, less minutes in on ball, been starting a little bit more half forward, which I don't understand. I can sort of understand, but I don't understand at the same time because McRae has been a, a quintessential to how the Bont extracts the ball. Like he's always out there on the outside delivering it inside yep. the forward half or, outside, or, you know, getting the ball outside the defensive half. So, but you can also see it because as a half forward, you can also roll in as an extra mid in, into stoppages, into into centre bounces. It's um, yeah, it's it, it's a little confusing. But I think there's at least at least Bever knows what he's doing in that respect. Yep. Um, oh, a couple. Uh, it's it's all, back to back to just the dogs in general, and I've I've heard the narrative a lot about how they leak so many goals, and the more games you see from this mob every week the more it's believable um six goals in the third quarter to one I think there was a stri- I think there was a stretch that counts towards uh the second and, and last quarters where they kicked I think another two or three goals on top of that so I think it might have been like nine to the nine of ten goals between the closing stages of the second quarter and the start of the last quarter now that's this has been an ongoing issue for us we've leaked goals out of our behind for got since the grand final and nothing has really been done now yet this is a great effort don't get me wrong against the ladder leaders it's a great effort but if we are serious about premiership final uh, premiership contenders this needs to stop and mm-hmm. it's and and look we can make the excuses you know jones isn't there he's been in sensational touch you know credit to gardner who rolled his ankle i think it was in the second quarter and managed to play at the game but Guys like Keith add nothing to this team.
1: I feel like the midfielders need to put their hand up, though, and do some defensive work. I think that there's too much pressure on the back six for the dogs at long longer periods in games. And I think that when it keeps going in there and keeps getting pelted in there, um, little can be done, I feel like, from the stoppages that that there's nothing negating another team scoring, which is a big issue because... The thing with the dogs is they've got an elite midfielder, they've got a lot of ball-winning midfielders, but they don't have a lot of defensive midfielders, if that makes sense. Like McCrae's an attacking midfielder, Trelaw, Liber, Bont, Caleb Daniel. Um, they're all I mean, West is probably the most defensive minded, you could say. Um, and he doesn't get that many midfield minutes. So it's interesting sort of to see what they do from but like there's a couple of guys obviously that aren't going to be there when fully fit. I think that Lath hasn't been the answer. Uh. Oh,
2: piss, I'll piss him off. It's interesting,
0: Miller, with a defensive sort of side of the midfield mm. because Liver used to be that sort of guy. He was getting tackles out his ass um, yeah. for fun through most of his career, but he's taken more of a, an attacking mindset this year, and he's been the guy they want the ball in the hands of, getting those clearances. And I think it has had a little bit of a negative effect. You take Dunkley out... Liver has to focus more on on attacking football and less defensively. Smith obviously hasn't been at his very best. Um, There's no one else really picking up that slack at the moment. You can't have Bont do everything, uh, which he tries to do anyway every game. So uh, I know we've talked a bit about the, the mix in the midfield this year and how it's been maybe a little bit off at times. And that's definitely a big part of it when you come against a team like Collingwood who... You know their midfield's not still not at the very best I think in the league, but to go is back in there. We know Mitchell was extracting it out of there. It is a hard group to come up against.
1: I think that as well. If if you if Smith isn't to be dropped this week, I would think about moving him to half back, getting him you know a bit of run. He's quick, covers a lot of ground. At least he can then move the ball forward um, and at least get some some positive flow on from the game because. Yeah, I don't think Lacy. it. I also think that O'Donnell just looks out of his depth. I think he actually will be a good player, but he still looks just a bit lost and raw. And also, Lockie McNeil. Oh, uh, fuck him <laughs> off. <laughs> I do not know how he's getting a game. Look, I know that uh, I'd rather see Scott play a full game over over McNeil for my liking. And then there's been guys in the VFL that have been doing all right. Parker's one doc that has been playing really well, young young Charlie Parker. So get, get, get him in. Yeah.
2: Oh look, I was watching a little bit of that last quarter against uh Collingwood and the VFL before I'd made the trip made the trip up. I think there was two players that that stood out. One of them was uh Sam Darcy. You've yeah. got to get you've got to get yeah. him in. Um now this, look, piss but, Lob off. Like <laughs> look fair, look, I understand the uh the idea of you know getting ga- getting games in. We said an injury interrupted season. He, we know the story about the the hole in his in his lung uh of, about a month or so ago, but this kid kicked three goals in the last quarter to really hmm. seal the game in, in in a cutthroat situation. Get him back. Get him back in this team and piss Rory Lob out of this team. As I <laughs> said,
0: so, so the of God, whatever Bev does as well. Don't drop Caleb Polter, please. No,
2: do not. No, do not drop. Do not drop Caleb Polter because that 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 dude's going to be. I can't believe he got dropped by um by Collingwood last year. Like this guy can run. This guy's a, you know, a, a quite a good user of the footy, really. Uh, as soon as he stops running the wrong way, he'll be, uh, <laughs> he'll, be the, he'll be into the elite category. Good
1: footy IQ as well, Doc, on him.
2: Yeah. No, he's, he's not, he's not, not bad. He knows, knows where to run. He, yeah, exactly, he knows where to go. He knows where to run. And I think he's a, he's a much better kick than Oscar Baker is at the moment. He's a, a bit of a turnover lout as far as I'm concerned. Um, also as well, look, he's not on the list at the moment, but I wouldn't mind seeing them pick up Lockie Sullivan uh, in the offseason. Mm. We all know how much Bevo loves picking up a VFL operator, but I think this guy, this guy has done his uh, apprenticeship and then some in, in the midfield. I think he's the sort of bloke that you need. Uh, Hard nosed, can do, can do the both the offensive and defensive stuff. He had thirty one touches and eight tackles on the weekend. So, like, why wouldn't why wouldn't you get him in? And you know. Good to see Arthur Jones uh, not do anything again. Two, dis- <laughs> two disposals, Arnie, oh. What
1: the hell's going on man? Where,
2: where are you, mate? Oh God! But Luke I, so- Luke, Luke is another one as well. Want to see him get yeah. some game before get the end of the before the end yeah. of the season? Get him in over lath. I don't know how
1: the bloody hell he snuck in there. Just
2: just, just as well, um, boys. I was sitting on level three. You got a good view of how Collingwood like to move the ball out of defensive half. They squished it so much, and the dogs just did not. Make themselves accountable no. when it, when it when, mm-hmm. it when it when it came to the overlap run on the outside, and that's probably where a lot of the goals probably stemmed from. I, I'd love to get a good a proper reading of what the goal sources were, but um, just out of defense, uh, out of the defensive fifty, there was no answers for um, for Quainor who bodied uh, Cody Waitman after quarter time. There was no <laughs> he answers
0: for Was here. massive, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, no answers for uh, Hollywood Dacos who was allowed to do what he allowed to do what he liked. Um, I will say this on I will say this on the record here on the podcast but Nick Dacos is this generation's answer to Gary Ablett Jr. Oh, oh, oh there it is. There, there it, it is. We well, Lo- no love Hollywood doc. Like and I'm um, and yeah I love I love Hollywood but this but when you watch him live Miller hmm. the work rate the skill set the IQ understanding the athleticism this kid this kid's got it all and it's just completely insane that he's in his second season is able to just dominate games the way he dominates. I I just want to say that, that, sorry,
0: Bill. I just want to say there's, you know, the critics, the criticisms of him about his defensive side of his game and his contested ball winning uh, 15 contested possessions and 29 disposals in this game. Uh, Six tackles, 33 pressure acts as well. So if I don't know, that's a bloke that's uh, not winning hard ball or putting pressure on when it's needed defensively. I don't know what it is.
1: Uh, that's clueless people, Captain. Yeah. Is that, that's exactly what it is. Um, yeah, I saw, I
0: saw someone comment something saying, "Well, he hasn't got a hit out then." As yeah, a joke, and <laughs> I think that actually might be what he needs to do to silence some of these people. Right,
1: you yeah, so end up getting one somehow. He's that bloody good. He could, he could, he could make. Um, he could walk on water. That guy, but he, he'll,
2: I, he'll get one against Port. He'll get one against Port. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's next week. Is it? Yeah, yes, yes. and yeah, yeah, no, you'll, you'll get one because Port don't have a ruckman at the moment.
1: I think all all the talk though, there's lots of things to take out of it for the dogs. I mean, competitive for most of the game. The third quarter just lapsed. So if they string together four quarters against the best in the comp to only lose by twelve points, I think is is really good. And there are lots of things that Bevo would be ticking off, I think, and and looking forward to to improve on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think as, as much as you said, Doc, that. Um, you know, that third quarter was a real disappointment. I think there's enough in this for me to say that the Dogs are still a team that can maybe not do a lot of damage in September, but you'll at least make it there at the mm. current rate you're going.
2: Yeah, oh, look, I don't think final, I, I think we'll be, we'll be fine for finals. It's just a matter of how far we go. And I, yeah. I suppose it sort of goes back to where my expectations lie with this mob at the start of the year. And you know, it was disappointing last year. I wouldn't mind seeing them win get get to get to at least the final six yep. uh, with with this list. Um, I know a lot of people keep perennially uh, a lot of people in the media say we're perennial, perennially under underachievers, um, but look, I, I think all things considered, the dogs are are thereabouts. Uh, yep. I, I think if they can find if they can just bridge that consistency a little bit, I think they'll they could give a, a few teams a run for their money, but. The record's a bit damning. They've only won one uh, game, I think, in about six or seven games against teams in the top six. So, Gotta yeah. Some work uh, to do. Yeah. Some yeah. work to do, work uh, to do definitely.
0: Um, speaking of teams that are possibly contending for finals at this rate, gentlemen, um, GWS currently sitting on the second longest win streak in the comp, Miller, equal with Brisbane on four in a row, which is crazy to think. This yeah, time last month, we thought, we thought they were bound for the bottom four. We were talking about the possibility of trading picks with West Coast to try and get Harley Reid in, and now they're actually a chance of making finals.
1: I'll tell you what, they did a very good job on the weekend, Cat. I know it's just the Hawks, but it's the Hawks who were very up and down, and they're very on, I thought, Hawthorne. And in a game where the Hawks dominated through the centre of the ground in particular, you know, they were plus 15 stoppages, yeah. Um, plus 11 in centre clearances. For the Giants still to to hang in there most of the game and obviously prevail in the end was outstanding. But it all comes back to one guy. I think Stephen Cornelio, his fitness cat, having him back and and back to his best has just proven it's weight in gold. He kicked three goals on the weekend to go along with 30 touches, eight marks, four tackles, four centre clearances and 548 metres gained. I just think in a game where McGuinness went straight to, to Josh Kelly, and um, Cog said, don't worry, I'll be a hero and step up. And he was outstanding. Yeah, absolutely massive um, from Cogs in this game. And uh, just a, a stat
0: for you here, gentlemen. Uh, every, oh, hang on. What have we got? A ga- in games where Cogs kicks at least a goal, the Giants are three from five wins there. it's pretty uh, good. We love it when he's getting on the scoreboard, Cogs. And the second time he's kicked multiple goals this year as well. Last time was against the Swans and it was another brilliant win for them. Um, But we've talked a lot about the young guys, I think, so far this this year, Doc, but uh, it's another case for a team where you want to see the leaders stand up, um, and they did. And even a guy like Jesse Hogan is not necessarily a player I think is looked to as a leader necessarily, but he is one of the the older and experienced heads in this team. He's 28 now, um, and I think he did a great job too, leading from the front and the forward line. He was great.
2: Yeah, he was. Uh, he's he starting to build a little bit, Jesse Hogan. I think that's I think that's great for him because we all know just how talented he is, you know, as a junior and ha- how he came through at Melbourne um, and then sort of lulled a little bit at Freo. I don't think, he, you know, a lot of questions about, you know, his mental frame of mind. But, you know, he, he's, finding, he's finding some good continuity now with these games. And speaking of continuity, there's another bloke here that I thought has been in some very good touch the last few weeks. And I think we... I think we, a couple of us might have just written him off uh, mid-season, and that's Jake Riccardi, boys. <laughs> yeah. um, the last few weeks, I mean, he did, didn't kick a goal against Melbourne last week, but the last, you know, six games, uh, three goals, one goal, two goals, five goals against Fremantle, and three goals, three against Hawthorne. He's getting his looks now, and they've found, I think, the move of Himmelberg back has mm. allowed Riccardi to be a little bit more free with where he leads. Where he gets the ball and 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 the shots he takes, and he's 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 been he's been fantastic la- the last month, and I think it do- I think a little bit of it correlates back to GWS's form as well. They've won five of the last six, um, and and look, you can make the argue the, the argument that yeah, they beat North and they beat and and they beat a Frio side that aren't uh, aren't up to snuff at the moment or Hawthorne, but. It's the the manner of how they do it. Uh, I thought I thought you know the fact that Freo a couple of weeks ago was still considered genuine finals threat. The the way that they dished out that win was just emphatic, and it speaks volumes about where they stand as a football club. They're not gonna. They're not also rans this year. They yeah. are serious in making a statement in the top eight.
1: I think as well that the addition of Sam Taylor coming back. Boys from injury is just understated beyond some. I think that people don't really realize how important he is. He had 13 intercept possessions on the weekend to go along with four contested marks. He had 19 disposals in general. So he was absolutely outstanding. I think that his one-on-one work, cat was the reason why the Giants were able to nullify Mitch Lewis in a way where they Hawks had to try and find out other avenues to beat them and was a massive part in terms of how their defence held up. Yeah, one of those avenues being putting Denver Granger Barasset on the <laughs> half forward, which to his credit, didn't kick his first goal, wow. um,
0: which was great to see for him. But uh, no, Lewis had literally no impact on the game. Two marks and one behind um, in the re- was his return and uh, that was about it. So that sums up his day, I think, really. But. <laughs> No, we, we talk about the run that the Giants have had, and it is really impressive. Um, I think I wouldn't be understating it. You can only beat, obviously, who's in front of you at that moment, but they've got some good scalps, you know, along the way as well. Melbourne, obviously, last week was a great win to get. Geelong in Geelong um, nearly seems an impossible task at times, and they've got that under their belt, too. And Adelaide think, back I, I, in round one.
2: I think they've won their last three at the Cattery GWS, so <laughs> I don't know what the hell they're on uh, over up there in the Riverina, but. They Jesus, what, 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 whatever whatever they're doing up in the category, I'd love to know what, what sort of secrets they have. <laughs> but
0: they, they've got a good chance now these next couple of weeks to really show whether they are serious or not. Um, I just mentioned the Adelaide game. They beat Adelaide back in round one, Doc. Um, and obviously that wasn't probably necessarily um, indicative of Adelaide, how they've been across the whole year, given they basically stopped playing that one at halftime. But... Um, I I wouldn't be ruling them out, even though it is Adelaide Oval. We know the Crows play a lot better there. Um, I think they're a chance.
2: Well, we'll find out exactly where the Giants sit the next five weeks. As you said, Adelaide, Adelaide Oval, definitely not an easy feat because the Crows are are certainly a different beast at home but they've also got the Suns who are a bit flip-flop, but we know their best is certainly capable. The Dogs at Mars Stadium is going to be the big one for me. Uh, We all know how much these two teams don't like each other, and yes, a Dogs fan, such as myself, I hate them. Um, But they'll be a very, very good test, um, especially since uh, the earlier game, GWS nearly pinched it after uh, being behind all game. But also the... Oh, I'm not going to not going to call it that, but we're going to call it the Sydney rivalry, uh, the Swans at Giant Stadium, and also Port Adelaide Oval. So at that time, they'll probably have 21 wins in a row. But it's um, some big yeah, tests, some, some huge, some huge tests for for the for these boys and and where they stand. And I'm and I'm very excited to see where they stand.
1: I think as well, Doc. One thing I've liked that that Kingsley's done is brought in a few sort of. Firecrackers, I'd like to say. In a way, I think that Xavier Halliwell's worked his ass off to get back in the team after Leon Cameron banished him. Um, also, Kieran Briggs is another one. He was outstanding on the weekend against <laughs>
2: uh, Briggsley. Has not Briggsley has just not missed a beat since he's been in in this team. He, uh, we love Briggsley. I've got to say
1: it. He's easily uh, top six ruckman in the comp this year. Oh, the way geez. he's played has been outstanding. If he, if he's in the
0: past two months, I think I'd, I'd give him that. I don't know about the whole year.
1: He's been injected. He's been yeah. injected with injected with the energy. Um, Seventeen touches, five marks, three tackles, twenty eight hitouts, six clearances. He's been outstanding, and they've just got these guys. Perryman's been great to have back. Like he, he's playing his role really nicely. Finn Callahan, boys. I mean, we we talked about him in the preseason as I think we all when we did our players to explode in, in twenty twenty three. We said Callahan was going to be one of those guys, and he's had an absolutely nuclear sort of. Last six weeks, Kat. I, I can't believe what we've seen by him because his kicking is one thing that can't be understated.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we love Finn and he's been a great addition to the, the Giants midfield. I mean, it's always kind of been a bit of a, a trademark, some of those guys you mentioned, Miller, that um, the Giants coaches seem to get the most out of their players. Um, there's not some guys that aren't necessarily world beaters in this team, but Jack Buckley came in this year and has just looked like a brick wall in the back line. A guy like Callum Brown's developing really nicely too, I think as a, as a forward alongside um, Hogan and Riccardi. Connor um, Iden? Yeah, Connor Iden, he, he was. I thought he had a pretty good year last year too, but he's kept coming on as well. Been great. Um, I think Kingsley's the guy to take this team um, into the future. And the fact that he's turned them around so quickly, Doc, I think looking at the, what they've got ahead of them, I don't think they make finals, and I don't think that should be the goal this year. But... To push what they can out of this team should have been the goal, and they're getting everything they can out of them right now.
2: Yeah, look, I, I think if, even if they don't make finals, I think GWS fans will be very, very pleased with the progress made. I mean, we, we compare this team to the Leon Cameron-led side and the Spike McVeigh mini era we'll, we'll call it um <laughs> it, it it just sort of was n- nowhere like there, mm-hmm. was, there was sort of at a crossroads into it like we we know it in a way i think one of you boys might have compared the uh the the structure of the list to where collingwood sat there were a lot a lot of veterans still still there and still hmm. in their prime that they could really take to the next level it's all about that younger brigade that are coming through and yeah the guys that you've rattled off there uh testament to what that is and I think you give them another twelve months. We'll see them try. We'll see them rocket up into the top six, or at least get into consideration of the top six. Um- They're doing well to see eight, Nate,
1: and I think that as you mentioned before, Doc, that their upcoming games are critical. The next two weeks, I think, are the real stamps. The, the Crows at home in Adelaide is a massive, and then they've got the Suns who will be playing for a final spot. Also, so the next two weeks are critical if they are to make the eight.
2: Yeah. Uh before we go on Kat, I just want to talk to you Miller. You say Kieran Briggs is in among the top 6 ruckmen. Uh, I've got a few ruckmen off the top off the top of the list here. I want to I want I want your opinion whether or not he's better oh. than, the fo- than the following ruckman. Uh we'll start with Sean Darcy. He's, he has missed a couple of games, but overall leads yes. the competition in hitouts. Yes. I
1: oh, say so Briggs is better.
2: He's- <laughs> this year. <laughs> My god. Um Jared Witt. Yes. Yes? Yeah, I'm probably
0: going to go
2: with yes on that too, I reckon. Yep. Uh, okay. Um, He's not better than Tim English, is he? No, no. No, no. I, lo- I love Briggsie, but not that much to lie straight to his face, no. N- not not that much. Um, Riley O'Brien? Yes. Yes? Okay, yeah. that's a I'll
1: yes. I'll
2: say
1: yes to so too.
2: Yes? Okay. okay. That's, that's a couple Brian of yeses. Ronald
1: Marshall, probably no. Yeah, Gorn, I was going to say. Gordon but- Grundy, yes, given how yeah, well- they both played this year.
2: Oh well, yeah, well, I, I think that, I think that those who have just been uh, victims to the system. Uh, Jeez, the short Darcy
0: calls a big one. I think most people would probably say English Marshall Darcy have been the three best ruckman of the year, and you said, oh, no, nah, nah. get stuff <laughs> Rick. Darcy, uh, nah. uh,
2: what about Samson Ryan? <laughs> uh, definitely better than him. <laughs> 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 um, or uh, you know what? Considering the the list of ruckman here that have missed considerable considerable amount of games, you know, Darcy Cameron, Rhys Stanley, Mark Pitnett. Um What about Oscar McInerney? I think Oscar McInerney's had a really good year. Oh, I think Briggsie's been better than him. Yeah, I'll oh. back, back that up. you back that up? Not we'll uh, okay. the big O, but we love Briggsy more.
1: I, I think as well... On the Giants, one thing that has been good as well is their recruiting boys. We we know we love Snooze Bedford. I know he hasn't oh, kicked a lot Snooze. of goals. But his energy has been under undeniable. Like he's been absolutely fantastic what he's done and seven tackles on the weekend, yeah. Miller.
0: Um he's defensive work twenty-six pressure racks as well. He just adds that little bit of grunt, that little bit of um I don't know, even when he's in the forward line and not kicking goals himself, he did have five score involvements on the weekend too. Yeah. Um, so I think he's, he's one of those guys that, you know, you think about the intangibles, he just adds some of yeah.
1: those. Yep, he's a little rocket, isn't he, Kay? He just a little bit of excitement in the pocket. So I think he's been he's been really good. Lucky Ash has come on really well this year as well. Um, I think that it was interesting seeing McGuinness go straight to Kelly. He did a – I don't want to say a good job because I don't like McGuinness. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: That's that rough. He, it, he, it only, he only really had the
1: six disposals, but he
2: only had six touches. Josh Kelly. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, good on you. You're still lost. Well, uh, look, <laughs> <luck>, mate. Hey?
2: <laughs> Just quickly going back to our, our boy Snooze Bedford. He had the 26 pressure axe, second most of any giant on the ground. The go. most yeah. was jo- the most was the man who only had six touches, Josh Kelly. Well, there you it go. Who had thirty-two? It was every single
0: one of those pressure acts on Finn McGinnis telling him to
2: piss off? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Keep pinching him as uh, Stratton would have loved. <laughs> oh, geez, geez you would bloody hope so. Um, Snooze has just been fantastic, hasn't he? Um, mm. I, I think he doesn't need to be kicking goals. I think there's players around them that can do that. Yeah. But I think if, as long as you've got the guy here, and this is what I want Arthur Jones to be at the kennel, I want him to be the pressure forward, the guy that yeah. forces the ball to turnover get the tackles inside 50, repeat stoppages, repeat inside 50 entries, get those pressure acts up. Because I think Snooze Bedford averaging 26.5 pressure acts per game. This that's season, very good. And and five, and nearly six tackles and 2.5 and inside 50. So that's that for me is a terrific small forward pressure player. And uh, it's so good to see Snooze Bedford actually play, get his chance, because he's been so good at Casey last year before he got traded. So... Yeah, it's it's good stuff all around because we love our boy, the snooze. (laughs) Lots
1: of ticks, though, for the Giants. They'll be happy with how they're tracking for sure. And I think as you summed up, Kat, if they don't make the eight, it's not a fail. I think to be where they are is a massive tick. And the player development they've got so far has been a huge tick as well. And pick up Adam Kingsley is the biggest tick of them all. He's been outstanding, I think. Yeah, agree on all those counts
0: there. Um, let's move on to one of our favourite segments here at the A3 Food Podcast, boys. Rapid round. Uh, we've had some good questions over the past few weeks, and Alex Miller, you're going to be asking me some today, and you've already I'm promised. Looking forward to this. Already <laughs> promised that we might be hearing one of the juiciest questions we've ever heard on this podcast. Now, mm.
1: this is this last question, Cap. Is scary. Doesn't mean the other two questions aren't, because they'll make you think quick. But the third Ooh, question I reckon
2: Alex, Alex Miller's just sizzling it up here. I'm going to put your hand. I'm going to put your
1: hand in the vice, Kat, and I might start turning oh, it. So just dear. be careful. But um, question one of rapid round. So for those who just need a quick refresh, we've got three questions, 30 seconds each question. Once the timer goes, kabang, you were not allowed to talk anymore. But Kat, I've got a ripper first question for you. All so right, right. after both. Um, both players dominating on the weekend in Sunday's clash for Essendon. Who is more important to Essendon's long-term success and also come this September? Merritt or Parrish? Three, two, one, go. I've spoken
0: countless times about how important Parish is to our uh, midfield group and clearance work, but with the form he's been in, I I can't not say Zach Merritt. He has been all Australian calibre, and I actually think I would kind of be expecting him at this point to be named in the Australian team. It's going to be so hard to pick midfielders, but um, Zach, he's scoring goals. He's so dangerous on the outside. He's getting involved in scoring chains and inside 50s. He's just so crucial to what we do as a team. Um, I love Dars, but I think Merritt's been in the better form.
1: Great answer to the question, Thomas. Oh, that's good. Who well, would I'm you say, Doc?
2: Make me choose for children. Then. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with Cat. I reckon, considering what Zach Merritt's done as a leader, as a captain of the club this year, I'd, I'd say he's so much more important than what Parrish is. He has Although, literally put us on his back multiple games. He, he, he has the past, and the I, past two months. And I think, and I think, furthermore, on top of that, he's – his foot skills have been otherworldly this year. Um so he'd have to be one of the best kicks in the league, Zach Merritt. Yep. Yeah, oh, he'd be Come up on there. On. He'd be up there at the moment, I think Hollywood, the Bont, Dawson. <laughs> I don't love Dawson. Um, really door, um oh, geez, who else would there be? Um if, if if I was fit, I'd probably be up there. Um we know you love to pick
1: up the 45 We've got question two here, Kat. Um, which of the new coaches has been performing the best out of their respective how they're going this season, Adam Kingsley or Brad Scott. Three, two, one, go. I think. Oh, this
0: is going to be a very biased answer. You give me too much estimate here, mate. <laughs> uh, what Brad Scott has gotten out of a group that should not be performing to this level uh, is fantastic. I said it before, but we've been consistent for all but two games. I think this season, free on Brisbane. You take those two games. Um, Fourteen out of sixteen has been. Performing pretty much to the same level, um, if not above, maybe the tiny bit below here and there. Um, This team is still one of the youngest in the league. Scott's doing excellently with them. I think Kingsley's setting the Giants up for the future amazingly, but Brad's gotten
1: immediate results so well. I agree with that. I think Brad Scott has gotten the most out of this list. Not that Kingsley hasn't, but to be sitting fifth, I mean, nobody would have predicted that for
2: sure. I think as well, there's... Differing expectations with the two teams. I think GWS. I think Kingsley was just get would be just getting a gauge of what the team operates like. Uh, you know the players and stuff. Brad Scott's an experienced coach. You get him. You get him mm. in there, and I think the board were, were expecting results, and that's where uh, that, that's where Rutton eventually was felled because the team was not performing. Yeah. Um, but Brad Scott's been fantastic, as you said, Cat. I think he's been yeah the better of the two.
1: All right, the lucky last question, the big bomb. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Question three, Kat. I don't know how you're going to answer this in 30 seconds. If <laughs> Nate, Nick Dacos wins the Brownlow this year, will should he be worth a million dollars in just his third season? Three, <laughs> two, one, go.
0: Jeez. Uh, you don't offer a million dollars to players lightly, but if he's winning the Brownlow, I think it's hard to argue that he's not one of the top five players in the comp full stop um we've seen him move into the midfield and play to that same level that he has been off the halfback flank which in his second season he's not playing against jokes of midfields he's playing against some of the best in the comp and he's still absolutely dominating and he stands up in clutch games um plug he's the way he kicks goals when the game's on the line he's been fantastic at it i think yes i think yes is the answer
2: wow doc yeah, oh, look, I uh, think it's pretty, what he's worth. Yeah, he, 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 if if he asks for two million, you give it to him. You give that um, man a billboard. Yeah, <laughs> give him a bloody Logie or something. Get what, what is it? What is it? The Oscars or?
1: Uh, um, he, he, I honestly think as well. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, look,
2: I said I said earlier, this kid's the next the next uh, the next Gary Ablett Junior. So you give him you give him what he you give him what he wants. Show me yeah. the money. Show him me the money.
0: <laughs> Can't disagree with that.
1: That's oh, rapid round.
2: Good questions, mate. Um, oh, geez. Geez, geez, you delivered on those questions, Miller. Very, very juicy content from you. I was hey, going to
1: try coach. and get uh, the other coaches involved as a new coach's cat to ask, but uh, Clark has been there for. <laughs> Only a couple of weeks, so
2: <laughs>
1: Rantan's already uh, used to it. Also, it's just uh, also well, I think realize. you would have known my answer if Clarka was involved.
0: Like, uh,
1: not Ellis there. Uh, yeah, no. no. Honestly, <laughs> I would have, could
0: have put Mini up there too with the way you've been performing uh, you know, yeah, the past
2: yeah, six weeks. Yeah, geez, Mini Ball had a big revival on Thursday night, <laughs> Miller. <laughs> yeah. Mini Ball was about to be Bin Ball, and now it's
1: uh, we love you Ball again. So <laughs> who knows what's going on? So it's there. just as depressing as basketball picking up the third <laughs> test, honestly. <laughs>
0: I don't love it! No, very good, mate. Very happy with that. Um, let's move on to a bit of super coach, gentlemen. Oh um, we're yes, getting towards the pointy end here. Only three weeks left before finals in the A3 League, and um, I think the ladder's very nearly shaped up because there's a few that are missing out, a few that are nearly locked in. Um, and our own Alex Miller, mate, you're looking very, very likely oh. and on to play finals here. I think you've got a few good matchups coming up, and you're sitting nicely in six.
1: Well, got a huge one this week. Kat, I got Dursman's arrow. So first V six. I would have beaten him if we played this week, so luckily for him we didn't. But um, should be a great matchup. Um I, I thought I scored okay with with two five, two seven, yeah. but not, not enough to take out the lead, Kat, because man of steel has gone man of oh, ape wow. shit. He's gone absolutely crazy there. Two thousand six hundred and ninety seven.
0: Jeez, it was top oh. it was 100th overall for total point or points this round. of Have everyone. a everyone. What everyone. the
2: fuck is that? Have a shower.
0: This man <laughs> has gone absolutely bonkers. He, he got the, the captain on um, Hollywood, so he got the 278 out of him. Lukey Ryan, 168 for him. Lockie Neal, Jack Steele, 140 bombs. Oh. Uh, Big Barge, nearly the 150. Errol, 143. Um, monster week. You're not going to see that happen all too often. I don't think. Oh, again, well here. done.
1: Well done to him, though. F- fantastic. Oh, so hats, yeah.
0: hats off. Hats off to him. Um, he's going to have to worry about Caleb Sarong um, being suspended for a week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's got oh, him in the midfield.
2: Oh fuck! I've got Sarong in the midfield
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> a few nasty suspensions um, and injuries. Uh, Georgie Wardlaw getting laid out, boys. I've got no midfield cover on my oh, bench. So that absolutely can't. screwed me. No.
2: Uh, I, I, I hope he comes back in this week, Georgie. Otherwise, my midfield is screwed for John Ralph. He's got to come in. He has to. He has there's, going to be, there's, go, there's going to be an open slot for him to penetrate there. Um, uh, but Miller,
0: actually, you'd have to, looking at the ladder here, you'd have to lose all three of your games and Rusty Trombone would have to win all three of his for you to fall out of finals here. You're two yeah. and a half, two and a half games clear, Miller. You, 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 so you, never in
1: this league. Russ, no the rusty
0: trombone, he's full from grace. He's gone one and four in the past five rounds, so you'd be very unlucky if he pulls it together now.
1: Oh, I tell you what, I'm, I'm still a chance. I'm going to try and push for top four, Kat. I know it's going to be tough because there's some absolute monster teams in that top four. Um, the, fact that, the fact that heavy duty is sitting fourth out of that top four is, is uh, respecting its own right to the um, other three opponents above. So... I tell you what it's massive this week. If I can somehow sneak it against Durham I'll be pleased. But who, who have you boys got as your matchups this week?
2: Well, uh, as I said before I got John Ralph Johnny. and uh, we're going to have to try and figure out how to how to deal the uh sarong uh, out with no one with no trades left i'm hope i'm just hoping georgie wardlaw what happened to wardlaw by the way was it just a just was a he laid out, i
1: think i don't know
2: why yeah no yeah was was he sore or was he um just didn't want to play Geelong, get
1: smashed
2: yeah fair enough i wouldn't want to play Geelong either in that in that <laughs> dung hill um i'm hoping dunkley comes back as well cuz he 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 was pulled um Still managed uh, two thousand three hundred seventy six against Cuck and Funds, but only be- and and managed to win that because the dickhead didn't vice captain uh, loophole Nick Dakos and and, <laughs> and and gave it to Tom Hawkins who had about one thirty. Uh, um, so oh no, he ended up with one fifty six. So yeah, yes, yes. Good, on, good, on, good on you, mate. Thanks for that win. I needed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, I got John Ralph this week. It'll be interesting. He's got he's on two two six eight and no sarong so, wrong. so, no, you got, so you got a chance here doc so yeah look you know, I've got a chance but yeah well he didn't have goal scene well he had goal scene this team. he didn't play um so that's that's interesting and no uh, look he's got a he's got a couple of crabs in here Cunningham chin Cotter, <laughs> horn Francis with the 36. I think, still I got,
0: looking, at, looking at his team He's still here, got Doc.
2: McKenna at his team, too. Yeah. Paul and Francis, yeah, is
0: another pretty bad one. Um, I got rid of him to round out the team. But, yeah, I think you're a good chance to win this one here, Doc. You'd have to be.
2: Yeah. Oh, look, I'm hoping Wardlaw comes in for Sorong this week and Dunkley can come back in as well yeah, so yeah. I can bump Marik back out of the team. Man, um, of Steel
0: will be tough for you, Cap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not expecting a win here. He had a very, very good week on um, the men of steel. Um, yeah. Like we said already, so I, I don't think I'm winning this one. And I've also got heavy duty still to come. So that might be me done for any chance of finals. With that said, boys, just looking at the ladder, we know a few that are locked in already. Like I said, Miller, it would have to take a miracle for you to drop out, um, which means that everyone fifth and up,
2: wouldn't um, be beyond this. Wouldn't be. <laughs> wouldn't be beyond this podcast for him to throw. Uh, it yes, you never off. know. But uh, dark side of the moon, heavy
0: duty, Birkenhead Barons, Jade with the Philthops and Dersmazara Jordan of all. Definitely, they're locked in for finals. Um, everyone above Doc can still possibly make it in. Um, so Tiger Time, Johnny Ralph. <laughs> except you, except except me, apparently. Um, the Bevolution, myself, and Rusty Trombone still jostling for their spots with Men of Steel and Robbo. Um, so, actually, a very important matchup for me this week. I, I think I'm I'm screwed, though, so uh, that'll be me done, I, I think.
2: <laughs> yeah, I t- well, I'll
1: tell you what, it'll be very interesting the end of the
2: if, if you beat Metal Steel, Kat, it's game on. Oh, it's anybody's game, but there's no,
1: there's no bloody
0: chance
2: I do. Um, you know,
1: you've still got some trades left. Me and Docker are out, so is there anything that you're doing this week? <sighs> Look, it's very interesting, Kat. I, I changed my moves from what I said I was going to do last week, so... I sort of pissed around last week and, and thought I was going to do some trades here and there and then move some things about it. But I ended up bringing in Callum Mills last week. Um, yeah,
2: good good boy, Ke- uh, good boy Miller.
1: Per Doc's good suggestion. Uh, man couldn't do a trade, so he said, go on, my son, I'll channel you to get one done. <laughs> uh, so I brought in Callum Mills. I What I did as well, I pocketed 200K. So I've got that now in the bank, 207. And I'm thinking about, I just traded in David Cunningham, but I'm thinking about trading him straight back out to hit Somebody with 400K, Ooh. 420 to be exact. There's not a whole lot of options well, roaming around. Wait,
2: uh, w- wait a couple of weeks for Cunningham, Miller, because he's still got a very low break even of negative of, 38. Uh, so, okay. Well,
1: he'll be spared for now then. Uh, I was thinking about possibly sheasel out, boys. He only got 65 on yeah. the weekend. What yeah. I could do is use that money and bring Sicily straight back into the lineup, in. which you would uh, – Tell Get him what, in, Miller. It make the uh, backline naughty. To That'd say be the least. Uh, Get, that, him. Get that, him in. That would mean I would be stuck with Cunningham probably. In the end, just due to the fact that all that money saved up would be gone. Um, so I'm a bit like a little kid at the moment, boys. I've got my Christmas money from from uh, my parents and whatnot, and I'm ready to spend it. But uh, maybe, as Doc said, I, sh- I should wait for Boxing Day sales. Just calm down a little bit. Jeez, yeah, well, you need everything to get over the line. Um, well, that's the thing. Week, that's mate. that's the thing this week, as you said, <laughs> you're counting, like against Desma's arrow. It might have to be Sicily or bust. No. Mm. Or-
2: Look, look, I say hold off until finals, Miller. I think you need to get your team in shape before the finals. You heard it here, um, first, folks.
1: Trade expert Alex Doherty telling me to hold, <laughs> hold the trades.
2: Yeah, geez. <laughs> considering the fact that every week I've gone and blown <laughs> trades. Well, uh, actually,
1: you,
0: you never know here, Miller. He might be in a little bit of trouble, um, Des Mazaro, because Jake Lloyd
2: Jake, Jake ended up getting concussed. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he got, he got concussed. He's, so he's, out. Out, he's
0: out this week. Uh, he's got Caleb Sarong possibly suspended for a week. No, like right. Suspended for a week this week. Good. Yep. Um, and he's got no uh, cover in his, in his bench for the midfielders either. Piss him off. Uh, so you might do it. You can do a bit of shifting around, I think, possibly to get um, Dorso into the the midfield of Jack Sinclair. But you might actually be.
1: This might be the week, Miller. He's it's looking vulnerable. We need a hero, Cat, and it's be me. <No. laughs>
0: Slay the Ders take him down. Well, uh, but,
1: oh, there's plenty of yeah, plenty of trades I could possibly look at, but
2: well, I don't know what to do. Well, uh, on on my mum's burner team at the moment, I actually did get a win on the weekend as well. So I've got wins all around, both in the public league, the uh, oh, yeah. private, the A three league, and in the and in the uh, the burner league as well. The burner um, league. and in the burner league. Um, so uh, look, I've made a couple of trades uh, already. Um, sh- sh- I've had Sheezel in. Uh, he's going out for Sicily. And I've also got Brody Kemp out because he had, a bit, had about like 26 or something on the weekend. Got him out because he's got a high break even and brought Cooper Harvey in. So
1: Booper.
2: Booper. Booper Harvey. Um, How nice his
1: goal, boys? Oh, yeah. It was yeah, very, very good
2: for him. Very, very nice. He loves a goal, too. Also, shout out to my uh, me for putting Nick Blakey in my burner team, using one of my boosts and, and getting me 41. So, <laughs> oh, yuck. So good, good. good. This, this is what the burner team's here for, gentlemen. It's here. It's so I can so I can realize, you know, what sort of mistakes I can make and make sure I don't fuck up my trades next year.
0: <laughs> Throw a bit of rice. We like the pre-planning talk.
2: We like the pre-planning. uh captaincy choices, boys. Um, ho- obviously Hollywood on Friday night got mm. the uh, got the chockies, but I'm sort of having a look. I'm thinking Errol is a naughty little uh, vice yeah, captaincy. Naughty little vice-captaincy option. We all know how much the dogs don't like running with players. It's um, a good call. Actually, I don't mind that at all. I'm I'm thinking
1: about VCing um, Bont on Thursday night just because Swans ooh. don't know how to tag. And I'm thinking with the main captaincy, oh, I don't know. I was thinking about Dunkley if he plays, but who knows? Who knows? Ooh. Might I be in a wheelchair. Know. It's a
0: hard one for the captains, boys Because I've been umming and ahhing I had Timmy English this week And he got me the nice 130 So I was happy with that I took that um, Looking at Chucky And he ended up with 142 So I felt a bit stupid after that
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I I had Chucky as the captain I had Chucky originally planned as captain And he got three more points than, than Hollywood did So I'm not overly fussed about that
0: yeah, I might just have to play it safe. Look at someone like a, a Bond um, this week, possibly. Yeah. Might be a good mm-hmm. way to go. Um,
1: plenty of options, but my gosh, massive mm-hmm. week for us all. Massive week. Days.
0: Just on the, the match-ups this week as well, boys. There's a couple of big ones, um, obviously outside of our ones. Uh, if, if Tiger Time can pull off the upset against Jade, he will keep himself in um, finals contention. But if she wins, I think that's him done. Um, as we mentioned, Millivis at Durman's arrow, Doc.
2: You can knock Johnny Ralph out of finals contention as well <laughs> if you take him down. So please, get please get the win. Yes, I'm, I'm counting on it. Georgie Wardlaw, please be fit, and Josh Dunkley, please be fit. Jordan Ridley, please be fit. <laughs> <I> Need <mean, laughs> all these
1: guys. He sent them, He sent them a letter. Be fit. No?
2: Jesus Jesus Christ, this team is actually being held together by fucking hot glue now. Um, <laughs> uh, Birkin and Barons versus
0: Robbo uh, could decide a fair bit coming to finals here. So the winner oh, of that will be very, please, very
2: interesting. Please knock out Robbo. Come on, come on, Lucas. Get it done
0: for us. You did this week. Uh, but the interesting week's coming up for Supercoach. Finals are going to be huge. Um, and I don't know, maybe we can organise some sort of prize for the the winner of the overall um, you get our adoring love and uh, <laughs> and congratulations at the very uh, least.
2: Yeah, well, um, patting the backs all all, all I am giving them. <laughs> be good, enough. good stuff, nerd. <laughs> Let's move
0: on to the tips, boys. Uh, a oh. Shocking week for me. I was not very happy because oh. I changed as I always do. change tips at the last minute. Ended up with some tips that I regret. Uh, why did I change my tip to the Swans when I tip the Tigers on the podcast? I'll never
2: know. Uh, uh, that was not a good I'm, one I'm usually the one that does the, That changes the tips last minute But I reckon cats changed more tips this year than I have
1: Why, do, yeah, why it was, the hell did you tip the Saints?
0: Oh, uh, I was You know, you got to try and get the, the one up here oh, At this point, cat. but once again no, it's no, like no, gone no. To
1: shit. You're better off tipping Carlton Or some shit uh, I
0: should have done that, but I got six, so I'm still last on 86 Doc, you've gained one on Miller here Eight oh. on 94 and Get yeah, away from me, you bastard! Get back, get um,
2: back. <laughs> Bl- bloody Freeman will cost me the perfect week this week. Um, I'm not tipping them this week, the uh, purple idiots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no chance. J-, J-, J Lo, you've
1: been warned. <laughs> Stella okay. will be sacked. There's a massive, massive games this weekend. Huge yes, games. Uh,
0: this might shape you two going to go head to head here the last two months to get these the, the winner of the tipping crown, and it all starts on Thursday night this Ooh. week. The Swans and the dogs, the Swans for some reason are coming into this game favourites, and I'm really not sure
1: why. <laughs> I think that the fat guy at the betting agency sat on the wrong keys. Cat, he's uh, he's put the wrong odds on the wrong side. Dogs here comfortably forty points.
0: Oh jeez, oh. I'm gonna go dogs by fifteen. I don't think it'll be that comfortable. It'd be absolute yeah. shellacking.
2: We'll go to dogs. Yes, well, the dogs don't know how to uh, how to kill teams, so I'm going to go the dogs by uh, 20 points, though. So. What? What? Budwa, get him out of the team, Budwa. <laughs> uh. <He's, laughs> did you see? Oh, you saw. You would have saw You would have uh. seen him on, on Thursday night, boys. He just did not look like he wanted to bend over and pick up the first
1: team. kick of the game. They kick it to him, and he falls on his ass.
2: It's just <laughs> terrible to see. Just
1: not. not it's not right. Are you letting Tyler Young tell ta- you up? That's just sad.
2: That is, oh, uh, yeah, that, that that is a
0: disgrace, Budwa. <laughs> this this is much-watched football, cat. Friday night, yes, Melbourne and Brisbane at the MCG. I'm hoping to get to this one, yeah, um, if work allows, which hopefully it might. Um, but I've got my a, brother's birthday game. dinner.
1: Bloody bugger him off. It's his birthday on Thursday. I said, have your dinner Thursday so I can go to the footy Friday. Oh, uh, no. Uh, the Lions have sort of picked up the MCG hoodoo again oh, this year, boys, which
0: that, has that, me a little bit worried.
2: Well, the way Melbourne are playing at the moment, this could be this could be a bit of an easy kill for the Lions. Oh, look, I think oh, so. Wow. They were
0: not convincing at all against the Saints, even though they got the win. That's why I tipped the Saints boys. But anyway, Saints are worse somehow. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get the Lions here. Oh, it's a big I'm, one.
2: It's a very, very big one. I've currently got Melbourne, but I'm tempted to flip it to Brisbane because they're in a little bit more I'm I can rely on them more to get a win than Melbourne right now. And uh What's their forward line at the moment? It's just Ben Brown and no one really. Co- take take <laughs> on. Cozzy. Ben Brown take on. Christian Petrarca playing Christian.
1: forward and midfield at the same time. Talk.
2: Oh, oh geez. It's um, probably and, and good. And, and also Clayton Oliver out for another four months just to dick around anyone that managed to hold him for, his, for the uh, super coach team. Don't worry. He'll come
1: on as a for some reason in this game. you will just pop on the vest and <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, i Milgaugies
2: to... as well. <laughs> oh, the way the way Melbourne are going, they might as well get the uh, the fitness bloke that he was arguing with. The Milgaugies. <laughs> so stop.
0: What's the scene uh, here?
2: At the moment, I'll go D's, but I'll change uh, according to the tip. <laughs> he will uh, change. The t- he's, just, he's already confirmed. He's um, I, may, I, may, I may change you to the tips, uh, yeah, the right. teams. This oh. is
1: sensationalism. This is- uh, I am talking shit, Alex Miller. Oh. <laughs> uh,
0: Saturday footy at the G, boys. Oh, boys. Uh, they all absolutely butchered their chance of
2: the finals here. Oh, Jesus Christ. What the hell was going on last night? They're lucky to be $7. Uh, the, the island bookies have
0: only jumped off them completely. Uh, pie is easy in this one. Now, yeah. gentlemen, Sunday, uh, su- not Sunday, Saturday. The Suns, hopefully it is a sunny day here, against the Saints. Yep. Uh, they've always got a couple of good games between them these they two. They do, don't they? Uh, the Saints, yeah. Ben King, that's sorry, Ben Max is out for the season. So Ben's going to say, I'm actually the better twin here. And, you know. After being
1: subbed <laughs> off with two touches. you <laughs> will <laughs> bounce back, boys. Uh,
2: for some reason, cat, I think Max King with a dislocated shoulder had more impact on the game than Ben uh, King for a half a footy. I don't know
0: if you saw the, the stat boys from Swamp, but the first time that two brothers have been subbed off in the same <laughs> round uh, since the sub rules were introduced.
1: Thank God for that statistic. I'm
0: going, I'm going to go with the Suns here, gentlemen. I've just got a feeling the Saints have been so poor and they've not convinced me that they are worst finals at the moment. Um, so I'm going to the Suns. Well, both this- these
1: con- teams, Doc, are about as convincing as pigeon shit on Trafalgar Square. These teams are hopeless. I'm going to go with the Gold
2: Suns, though. Yeah, I'm, if this game was at Marvel, I probably wouldn't be going to the Suns, but <laughs> the Suns are very, very good at uh, Metricon. I'm not calling it Heritage Bank Stadium. <laughs> unless uh, they're playing
1: Collingwood.
2: Yeah, unless they're playing Collingwood. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to go to the Suns. Um, go, go Kaz Bolt. Go, yeah, Snus. Go.
0: go, Snus. Uh, Carlton in Port Adelaide, the Arvo game at Marvel Stadium.
2: Ooh. It's
0: actually a little bit interesting. This game, Carlton are in form. They haven't beaten anyone too convincing, but they are in form.
2: I must, I must say, Freo away. considering look, we can say how shit Freo were, but the fact that they went to Optus and still delivered an emphatic mm. win like that, I think, speaks a lot about just the the last few weeks of of Carlton's football. They're they're they're, they're in form. Everyone's clicking. It's going to be a very very good game. I'm still um. going to say Port. Yeah, Port haven't, Port haven't lost at Marvel in about nine in about, ground. in about nine or ten games, Miller. Who would have thought?
1: I mean, this is the thing as well. Who Who's going to coach? Because Boss is going to get sacked. Ken's got no contract. I mean, what, what's going to happen here?
0: We'll to... uh, what... have no Ruffman, but neither do Paul. So it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> this is the thing, Cat. The thing. Get Visentini in. Is, is that they've He's got to. Back. They've got to lose eventually. Is it going to be oh, to the hands of Carlton Football Club? Oh, you, no. you're not. No, not no No, it's not. Go
2: port Go, yeah, go, go port.
0: Go port. Um, I think that'll be a pretty not easy win, but I think they'll. Yeah, I four, think four or goals, four or five goals. I
2: reckon. I, I think Carlton will run them pretty pretty close. I think. All right, we'll wait and see. Uh, I don't think
0: this game's going to be close On Saturday night, Geelong and Essendon at the no, Geelong.
1: I don't know. Can I? Don't no, you? no, I
0: Miller. Mean, stop, stop right there. I'm stopping you right there. I said I'll it was the name. game, but... and
1: I did my best to push you over the line. But Dan Hewson kicked me in the head with the beautiful goal. Um, yeah, Geelong. Geelong. Look, if 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 the Riddler's out, then Cameron goes bananas. While being cussed, still with six goals. Look,
0: surely it's an outside chance, really. an outside chance here. Well, yes, but
2: <laughs> well, it's clear to structural damage. I think he'll play.
0: We have defeated Geelong. Here we go, boys. <laughs> um, twice in the past ten years.
2: Okay, so I'm tipping Geelong. Uh, I, th- I think I think it's about on par with the doggies. I think we've only beaten them like twice since 2009. So. I don't yeah. think we're winning this one. Not at Cadenia Park.
0: If it was at the G, I'd give us maybe an outside chance because we, we'd managed to bounce back pretty well. Um, Tom
2: Hawkins Tom, kicking another eight on, on Zerk. Or... Uh, he might.
0: He bloody might. Uh, Jez are coming back in this week too. It's not great. Uh, yes, it's the Cats for me, boys.
2: Yeah, Cats, cats for me too, Miller. I disagree. It's going to be Geelong. <laughs> Geelong it
0: is. Uh, the other Saturday night game, this is very, very interesting. The winner of this is in the eight. Um, which is actually terrifying to think about uh, for the Giants. Uh, it's at home for the Crows, mm. but Giants beat them in the million a year, as we said.
1: I'm going to say the Crom. They love playing at home. Yeah, at home, it's got to be the Crom,
2: I think. Yeah, I'm going to go the Crom as well. Very, very disappointing uh, mm-hmm. at home. And, and the longer this goes on, the narrative that they can't win away from Adelaide Oval is going to continue to stretch and stretch and stretch until... Yep. It's the size of Mason Cox. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Gonna go the Crom. They'll if they're serious, they'll do them here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: north Melbourne and Hawthorn at Marvel Stadium. James Sicily back oh, in this week. With Bruce weeks. likely to come back in two. Uh,
2: Hawks. Hawks. In I, north. Don't, I, I don't want. To, I don't want to tip anyone here. <laughs> go go north. This game's gonna go, s- north. go north. North. Yep.
0: Jeez. Cooper did Harvey you, three. Did you did you watch them on the weekend and the weekend before that?
1: Miller? Uh, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I did. But uh, did you
0: did you watch them the
2: last thirteen weeks, Miller?
1: <laughs> I did. Uh, I think,
0: look, I'll, before this fortnight, the uh, the Roos have been fighting pretty well. I think in most games, but they've been very disappointing. Um, I don't think they're getting over the whole
1: Cooper game. Cooper Harvey to kick three cat on the ground that his father <laughs> never could because <laughs> he probably never played down there. Um. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah.
2: North. Um, I'm going to go Hawks. Um, no reason other than Hawthorne at least have won a game in the last month. (laughs) All right, well, there it is. Uh, Um, North uh, North Melbourne haven't won a game in three months. uh,
0: uh... (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of teams having one game in three months, uh, what's <laughs> taking on
2: Richmond at the stadium?
1: Oh, I'm, Richmond. I think you mispronounced 33 months, Kat. Um, <laughs> mini shoot. ball to
0: pick up another win here. Miller.
1: Oh,
2: mini, mini ball is going to be absolutely murder ball and Shea Bolton has about six goals. And, and then 40, you, you will also
0: be on the edge of finals here, Miller, if you
1: win this one. Well percentage doesn't mean shit for us? just the issue. Yeah.
2: Well, actually, it does mean...
1: Something to Carlson and Carlton and Geelong. Carlton and Geelong, yes. Sydney, we're ruling out because they're crap. Um they suck. yeah. Look, obviously, I'm going to tip my team. From, um,
2: from you've got to from this week, from Richmond up, everyone's a chance to play finals. Uh, Gold Coast are too inconsistent. Frio suck. Sydney suck. That's it for me.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm inclined to agree with that. Um, I can't wait for Sado to get absolutely mauled by Bailey Williams. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Should be an absolute feast.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Dusty feast on uh, what's left of the West Coast midfield yeah, d-
1: Dusty three-bomb I feel like he'll be playing a lot of forward just chilling out with his uh, in his beach chair down there just kicking goals on Alex Wither and then <laughs> spitting on his carcass uh yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> Please. I oh, would very much Feast. like to see that. Feast. <laughs>
0: oh, all right. Well, the tips are in, boys. Um, I cannot wait to see how many I end up changing before the end of this round and how many I end up getting wrong as a result.
2: Don't five odds. It's uh, at least two games, Miller. He's, cha- <laughs> he's changing. I'll only give you one this week. I'll, I'll give you
0: one. I'm not going really to on many of them at the moment. The
1: tips will be on the socials, so
2: yes.
0: you
1: can't. If they are changed, we apologise because we're all maniacs here. Um, so okay it, those. Just some good. quick news before we yes. go, boys.
0: Brother Seamus has gotten the Rising Star nomination this week. Nice. Oh, that's
2: very good. He's He's been in some ripping form this year. We love young Brother Seamus. I like that. Doing,
0: doing good things for my super coach. Um, there's a few, not many rounds left to go now for Rising Star nominations and a few that um, haven't been yet. So get them in. Get those boys in there. Get the boys in there. Get, Get Nick Dakos in for another one.
1: <laughs> Why not?
0: Surely so. He'll win, win the bloody thing again. Surely,
1: he's that, that good. Do
2: it again. He's <laughs> that, that good. He can do it again.
1: <laughs>
0: all right. Well, I think that's going to be all from us on this week's episode, of the A3 Footy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you keep your eyes on the social so you know when new episodes come out, A3 Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at A3 Footy on Twitter. And we have our email as well. If you want emails anything to talk about, A3 Footy at gmail.com. Of course, the bonus content is still rolling out. Two ninety nine a month goes towards supporting us in the podcast. And we're going to have another juicy one coming up this week, talking about the run home, who we see making our final top eights, because there's plenty of teams that can still make it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. So I know we're going to differ on a few boys. So there's going to be a couple. Oh, that's,
2: that squiggle ladder predictor's going to come out again, Miller. <laughs> it's, getting, it's been getting a
1: workout the past oh, week. It's been rammed in the draw, yeah. and it's about to come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> cannot wait for that, gentlemen. With all that
0: said, and until next week, I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller, and
2: I've been Alex Doherty
0: Stick with us at A3. Plenty of footy to come. Never sleeps.
2: Go, final footy. Go, Hollywood snooze. Go, Zach Batters You yeah, got this, mighty snus.